Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, this is Susie Roloff. Hey guys, what's up? Susie Q here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast, and today is my last podcast of 2020. Say what? Yeah. So uh, if you guys haven't heard yet, uh, I'm sure we're going to be making a post here soon, but uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a holiday break. And uh, after the new year, my podcast will start back up. It'll still be every other Saturday. And uh, my first episode of 2021 will be on January 9th. So make sure you guys tune in for that. But yeah, all the other segments, uh, we're taking a holiday break and going to take some time to kind of... um, you know, spend some time to kind of collect ourselves, spend time with family and, you know, get everything else done that we need to get done. So, uh, but yeah, in that time, in the meantime, uh, and if you guys are watching right now, you guys can see that I have a totally different, uh, scenery that I'm sitting at right now. So I just recently moved all of my fishing items down into the basement of the new house. So Yay! (laughs) Um, The garage project hasn't even gotten started yet, so that that might be a little bit more of a a delayed thing. But uh, in the meantime, I figure with it being the holidays and everything, um, it's actually the perfect time to be going through um, all of your gear and tackling all that other stuff because of all the different sales that are going on. 
with uh, one of them, especially my favorite, uh, Tackle Warehouse. So they have their 25 days of savings, which I almost thought that they weren't going to have because I didn't hear or see anything until like two days ago when it started. I was like, yay! So um, yeah, just kind of give you guys a little bit of a rundown of what I do uh, during this time of year. I kind of uh, touched on this a little bit last year too during the winter time, what I do to kind of get my stuff together and clean up and organize and all that other stuff. So I'll actually show you guys a little bit here how I have things set up. So over here, I've got uh, this little um, kind of what I call like my little terminal tackle bin. And uh, it's just like a little storage bin thing that I got from Menards. And uh, I basically keep um, excess weights and boxes of hooks and stuff like that in here that I don't really need on a, um, you know, a daily basis type of thing. It's kind of my excess storage. And then, uh, of course, moving over here, um, I might have a little bit of a problem. <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> no, I need more stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, so I need to definitely go through all of my boxes not only to just kind of do a once over, but, um, you know, it's a really good time to look over everything, especially the hooks. Um, that's kind of a key thing to make sure that you guys are keeping on top of, because if you don't stay on top of it and you have hooks that are rusting or if the, um, uh, if the barbs are broke or not even present on there and you don't know and you're going to fish, you might lose the fish of a lifetime. So, you know, keep that in mind as you're going through all of your gear and everything. But what I plan on doing is uh, I'll take everything out of these boxes. I'll give them a good wipe down. I'll inspect all the different baits, make sure that they're, you know, still visibly good. I'll look over the hooks, make sure that they're still in good shape. If not, you know, I'll take note of what size they are and add it to my list of things that I need to order. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the gist of this. And so that includes, you know, not just like my hard baits and whatnot, but also my terminal tackle. So all my hooks, all my little terminal tackle boxes that I have for different things. Um, I've got like jigs over there and chatter baits. I even still have a lot of the trailers on everything. So you can kind of see down here how I've got some uh, trailers still left on things. And this was actually, <laughs> as I was bringing stuff in, all of this stuff was still in one of my uh, tote boxes from the last time I went out fishing, which was, uh, I think it was... September 24th, if I remember right. So it's been a minute. <laughs> so yeah, it's been sitting there, but luckily nothing had rusted or anything like that type of thing. So yeah, I'm going to take off all the trailers, uh, make sure all the hooks are really good and everything, and uh, see what I need to order, see what I'm low on stock on, clean all the boxes, and, you know, clean my baits too, because, you know, sometimes... You know, you get kind of busy and caught up at the end of the day and you're like, oh, I'm just going to throw everything in and I'll use it next time. That'll kind of clean it off a little bit. Well, at the end of the season, everything needs a really good cleaning as well. Um, and then I'm going to look over my line to see what uh, what I'm low on, what I need to order. And then um, after all that, then I'll actually go through and uh, take all my reels off and everything and uh, inspect those as well. So we're actually going to go to the other side of my table here. And uh, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, clearly I have a, um, I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to organization. And uh, these containers I actually got at uh, Walmart. I think they're like three bucks a piece or something like that. They aren't too expensive. But um, I actually need to get about three more um, because a lot of boxes are getting... Uh, filled to their limit, so I'm gonna have to get a little bit more creative with uh, naming things. So, like for one thing, like my beavers, I'm gonna name one just missile baits because that's 90% of my <laughs> beavers. Uh, package paddle tails, you know, that's kind of self-explanatory. A lot of things are pretty self-explanatory, but um, yeah, I definitely need to expand upon that. And then you can kind of see here my uh, my Plano cases uh, have definitely seen. Uh, some time on the water, so I'm definitely going to be cleaning those up and everything. Uh, don't mind my ceiling here. <laughs> We've uh, been working on getting our internet cables run through the house and everything and finding other cables that we have no idea what they're for or anything like that. So it's it's been a fun time moving into a new house. So, But uh, yeah, I've definitely got some other baits and stuff that I've had sitting around um, that I need to inspect. And you know, it's also a good thing to, you know, not only do an inventory, but look through your packages, like open every single one of them up. And trust me, you'll thank me later. Cause you know, if you don't and you throw a bag, uh, to go fishing with, and then you open up that bag and they're all melted together, or they're all ones that have already been used and can't be used again because they're really torn or just, you know, whatever it may be. And then you're like, well, I should have looked at that earlier, but I didn't choose the time to do so. So trust me when I say look through every package, um, see how many are actually in there too. Sometimes I've gotten lazy and thrown packs that only have one bait left in them <laughs> and don't realize it until I go out again. I'm like, oh, why didn't I restock that? So couple other little things to consider as well. Um, some important things that I'd also like to discuss that I think are really, really important when uh, going over all of your uh, stuff and gear and whatnot. All right, so some of the most important things that I like to say um, should kind of take a priority when you're going through all of your stuff and making sure that it's in good working order and that you're well stocked of, stocked with is uh, your first aid kit. Um, so I learned um, this year that the first aid kit box I had was in no way, shape or form waterproof. And so when my kayak flipped, it filled up with water and 90% of the contacts was ruined uh, because they all got waterlogged and everything. So um, I got me a pretty awesome uh, waterproof box uh, you know you can get about any brand or whatever that you want this is just a um, it's just called outdoors uh, GSI outdoors and it's got a really tight seal on it and everything but uh, when it comes to act the actual contents you know that's kind of up to you um, what you want to have in there um, you know, your basic band-aids and stuff like that. Um, you know, I go to a little bit more extreme just because I've had some um, uh, previous uh, medical training in my lifetime. But uh, I've got a uh, emergency blanket here, um, clippers, uh, alcohol wipes. I've got tweezers. I've got gloves in here. Um, i got, like, eye drops in here, too, because, I mean, you never know if you're going to get into some bushes and 
it's gonna make your eyes itch or whatever like crazy um, I've got bite relief sting relief um, especially bite relief because those damn buffalo gnats in the late spring are just awful and relentless and I wish they would burn in hell so <laughs> um, yeah I think everybody can agree with me on that um, I've got one of those instant ice packs in here. Um, I believe part of this was of a was my bigger one. Uh, this was some of the contents that survived, but then I've also had to resupply some things. But uh, as I'm actually looking through here, I'm realizing, you know what? Yeah, I have like no band-aids in here at all. I got gauze. I got uh, antiseptic towelettes, but that's about it. I have no band-aids, so definitely need to go through here and see what I need and get stocked up on that. So. Um, you know, I'm a big safety advocate, so make sure you guys carry a first aid kit of some degree with you because, again, you never know when you're going to need it. Uh, the next, um, probably the most important thing to uh, give a good look over is your PFD. So I'm a big advocate for the inflatable one. Um, one of the primary reasons is for that is... Um, and, this is going to be kind of brutally honest, but being a bigger gal, especially with the upper goods, uh, a lot of those chest PFDs just, they do not fit me right. And I know that if for some reason, if I were to go into the water, it would not fit on me right. I would kind of slip through and yeah, it just wouldn't be a good thing. So that's why I like the inflatable ones because um, I know that they fit me. I have inflated one on myself before. If you guys had seen me at the women's event last year, um, I pulled it and, and inflated it and it worked and it stayed on me. So I know that it would keep me inflated. But um, also, you know, it's super lightweight. It's not constrictive or anything and it's not added weight on me, especially during the hot summer days. So what a lot of people may not know about these uh, inflatable PFDs is they have um, little pieces in them in the bottom here when you got to take it apart. And I'll actually show you guys. So there's a couple different parts to it. So you've got your cartridge here, and this is what actually inflates your PFD. And then there's also like a little bobbin in here as well. Um, actually, I think that's with the... Um, auto inflatable one so if it gets wet it would actually trigger this thing to go off so I don't think this one actually has a bobbin in it but my other one does because it's an auto inflatable one you gotta know when those expire um, I think they have about a three-year lifespan and then you also want to look over your co2 cartridge to see if it's due for expiration or due for change out uh, one thing that I do is uh, I just test mine out every single year. Um, I like to see if A, if the cartridge does go off, and how my PFD inflates as well. Um, if you guys had seen the video um, or the picture of me with my inflated PFD at the women's event, some of you guys may have noticed only about three quarters of it inflated because the Velcro on these was... A little too good on some parts and so I realized I was like oh okay you gotta have that a little bit looser on there you know not too loose to where the actual uh, inflatable part is coming out of it but just loose enough so that if it were to activate it'd be able to pull that apart real easily so you know just kind of keep that in mind as you're going through everything and it's also a really, really good idea to clean your PFD as well. 
Um, there's a couple of different ways that you can clean a PFD. Um, there's some, um, and I actually don't have it with me, which I should have gotten it, but they make um, like a... Uh, like a deodorizer type stuff that you just pour in like a five gallon bucket of water and you just kind of dunk it a bunch of different times. It'll help get rid of any kind of lingering odor that's on it. It'll help clean a little bit. But as far as like cleaning, cleaning, you might actually have to take a, um, like a scrub brush or something like that. Cause I've got some parts up here that have had some, a lot of wear cause they like are the spots that rub on my shoulders or my fishing rod might be constantly rubbing up against it like that. So I definitely need to, take a good cleaning to this so that it stays in really good shape. And then the next thing that I've kind of learned um, over this year as well, especially after flipping, is uh, about twice a year I'm actually gonna start doing this, um, is uh, inspecting your rods if you don't already do so. And so this isn't just like a visual inspection, but more of like a physical inspection as well. So the eyelets um, on some of your rods can be succumbed to a lot of uh, beating, especially if you know, if you've got them stored uh, horizontally in your kayak, especially on a Hobie. You know, if you've got three or four of them in a single holder, they're going to be rubbing up against each other. Even if you do have the rod covers on them, they will sometimes pop out of the covers and still catch on things and whatnot. So what I like to do is I like to just give it a little bit of a wiggle on each eyelet to see if uh, any of them are loose or about ready to break. And um, when I was inspecting my rods after I had flipped, I had a rod that where I just barely touched the eyelet and it fell right off. And I was like, I'm glad I found that out now. So that way I am not going to use that rod um, until I get it fixed for now. I mean, you, you can fish with a broken eyelet. It's, it's not recommended. It does affect, you know, your casting and your reeling on there. But, you know, it's always good to give everything a good look over to make sure that it's, you know, not broken. It's not about ready to break. And also, you know, look at all the, um, you know, epoxy around each eyelet as well. Because sometimes, you know, older rods and being out in the sun all the time, sometimes they can start cracking and kind of getting brittle and falling apart. So make sure that everything is looking good on there as well. Um, so definitely some, oof, <laughs> that's why I have a rod cover usually, so, and I'm not used to being in the basement yet, so <laughs> I just knocked the ceiling. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to be going over um, all of my rods, and then of course, you know, I'll be taking all of my reels off, I'll be taking all the line off, um, and doing a good deep cleaning of those, and um you know, get those back into working order. Again, uh, as far as like supplies for cleaning your reels and stuff, it doesn't really matter, you know, which brand you use or anything like that. I think I use Real Butter for the grease and like Real Cleaner is the actual name of the bottle, the cleaner stuff, um, Q-tips and rubbing alcohol and stuff like that. So, um, you know, you can use whatever your heart's desire when it comes to that. And then let's see here. Other things I'll kind of like look over to is just like other 
like random stuff that I keep. Um, I'll look at my pliers and uh, see if they need sharpened, especially the scissors after cutting who knows, you know, how many yards of braid, you know, you're snipping, you're snipping, you're snipping, you're snipping all the time, you know, they need a good sharpening after quite a while and a good cleaning. Um, so yeah, a lot of things take a lot of beating throughout the season. So make sure at the end of the season, or, you know, maybe even two times during the season, you're taking time to take care of your gear, because the longer you take care of it, the longer it's going to take care of you as well. Um, let's see here. What else was I wanting to talk about? I actually don't have a lot of other big crazy things to really touch on. Um, one of the, you know, main focuses for me for next year is uh, definitely going to be the Paddle and Fin Trail series. Um, so definitely been working on that, um, trying to get some things in place and whatnot. So that's going to be my main focus next year, but I also got to thinking, you know, well, what I want to do as far as, you know, tournaments go, you know, I mean, with the Pedal and Fin Trail series, I'm not actually competing, I'm just, you know, running the events and everything, and I was like, you know, I've been really hammering it when it comes to tournaments for quite a while, you know, and with COVID happening this year, I had my springtime fishing stolen away from me pretty much. Uh, my plan was to go to Banner and uh, Spring Lake to try to work on springtime fishing, the spawn and everything. And yeah, I, I missed it because of COVID. So, you know, my plan for next year is besides, you know, the first event in uh, April is uh, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time on my home waters. I'm gonna really kind of slow down and not be concerned about planning the next tournament or, um, you know, wondering about, you know, the next travel thing that I have going on. Be like, you know, I really need to just kind of slow down and really just learn. You know, I it, it's different from tournament learning in a sense. You know, I feel that, you know, learning during tournaments is definitely valuable. Um, however, sometimes, you know, you're in such a, a rush to try to figure things out really quickly for that day, or um, maybe you only have like a day to pre-fish and, you know, you haven't been able to figure things out and then you do poorly in the tournament and then you go home and you're like, well, what did I do wrong? What didn't I focus on? Those types of things. So I'm like, okay, you know, I think I really just need to kind of slow down, go at my own pace and, you know, kind of learn to read the water and learn to kind of break things down, you know, and start asking a lot of questions like, okay, I threw this bait and I caught a fish. Well, why did it catch that fish? You know, what, what, what's going on with the weather? What's going on with the water? What's going on with the fish? What's going on with, you know, structure, that type of thing. You know, I'm really gonna focus on, just learning and learning a lot more um just because i feel like i've been so rush 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 to catch fish and i'm just okay i'm just using you know my uh, my confidence thing but you know i feel like i've lost chances to kind of really focus on other techniques that i am very you know not as confident on so you know techniques such as like drop shot or fishing deep um, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, whenever I think about fishing deep water, I'm just like, 
yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely want to work on going outside my comfort zone, um, really hone in on, you know, skills and just reading the water, reading my graph. Um, been thinking about upgrading my graph, but, you know, buying a house and everything, you know, the expenses can catch up to you a little bit. But, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, really slowing down and just taking my time. And, you know, with, with the whole trail series too, I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be able to kind of, you know, give back in a sense too. you know, I hope to give experiences to anglers that like, I wish I would have had, you know, at my first tournament or at a trail series, you know? Um, so yeah, just some, uh, kind of thoughts that I've had for next year. Um, you know, there's definitely a couple events that I'm really interested in Lake St. Clair <laughs> for one of them. So, uh, I'm hoping I can definitely do that one. But, uh, actually other than that though, um, I, I haven't really been gung ho for, um, you know, a lot of other, like big events or whatever. I mean, like the, the trail series that are being held, you know, with Hobie and KBF and all the other trails, I'm just like, man, these are awesome. But I'm also at the same time, I'm like, you know, it's great, but I, I really want to focus on home and focus on me, you know, like I, I really need to be like, okay, you know, like I, I'm not gonna, you know, change who I am in a sense, but I'm definitely gonna change um, you know, like my, my learning capabilities and just, you know, focus on really improving myself as an angler. You know, I kind of wanted to do that a little bit this year too, but 2020, man, let me tell you, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been one hell of a ride so far. So yeah, that's what I've got planned so far for 2021. Um, oh yeah. I know some other people were talking about, um, what their, top baits um that they used for uh you know this year that um you know kind of gave them a lot of success and everything so let me grab those real quick and i'll go over them with you all right so top baits for me for 2020 and i've got four here and i was like do i want to do five but i'm sitting here and i'm looking at all my stuff and i'm like you know I think I'm just going to do four because these four were my primarily primary baits for this year. So, um, not really any particular order. I do have like my top two, like for sure. And then kind of like my secondaries. So I'm starting with kind of like the bottom, my bottom secondaries. So first one is definitely going to be the wacky worm. Um, definite, uh, confidence bait, um, you know, this color, black, blue, it's always killer, especially around here at home. And even sometimes in that clear water too, that black blue just, you know, annihilates them. And this is the five inch, uh, this is just the regular yum, wacky worm. You don't have to go anything crazy with it or whatever. Um, so yeah, that is the first one. And then the second one is i'll kind of put it together here so it's this is kind of like a, a combo so it's like um, a combination of uh, technique and bait in a sense so um 
you guys all know that Shaky Head uh, has a very special place for me, uh, especially with uh, the uh, KBF National Championship in 2017. Um, so it definitely made a bit of a comeback this year, but in a different way, in a sense of the um, bait that I use. So this is a biz bait. Um, Gosh, I can't even think of the name of it right now. Um, but the pack that I used was like a, um, a transition pack. And uh, anyway, so I had some pretty good luck with this one. It's kind of got the little flared tail at the end there. And uh, that worked pretty good for me. And then this is a, uh, I think this is a quarter ounce um, shaky head. Um, I do particularly like the um, owner ones because they've got that that center part there of the little screw lock I feel that that holds the uh, bait on there a lot better you guys might not be able to see this here with my camera very well but that's all right and then we're going to come to my top two baits we'll start with uh, number two so this is also a combo technique um, along with a bait and uh, this one is Definitely, I mean, like, I, I feel like it's a tie between these two, honestly, because these are always my fallback on baits, my go to baits, um, that type of thing. So, the first one is uh, the technique is going to be a Texas rig, and favorite bait is the Missile Baits uh, D Bomb, specifically the green, pumpkin, blue color. Uh, this color and Superbug are my top two favorite colors um, they do pretty awesome everywhere um, especially this green pumpkin blue like it just it really really did awesome for me this year so it, yeah I yeah like I was saying earlier with my uh, plastics bags like 90% of one of the boxes is missile baits well over the winter, I'm gonna make one of them just simply for <laughs> missile baits, for specifically the D-bombs, just because I carry about probably four bags of that uh, green pumpkin blue color, I carry about four bags of the Superbug, and then I've got the um, the Bruiser, I think is the one, uh, Ballistic, yeah, Ballistic Bruiser, and then there's like another one that's in there too. And then of course, you know, regular green pumpkin is always good. <laughs> But uh, coming down to my number one bait, and I don't think this is going to surprise many people because this bait is just phenomenal, is the good old jackhammer. Um, this thing has just, ugh, it, it's caught so many fish this year. Um, this is the half ounce. I kind of go between the half ounce and the three quarter ounce. Just kind of depends, you know, um, where I'm fishing, how deep of water, how deep I want it to, you know, go in the water column and everything. But this bait is just solid. Um, this is one of my favorite trailers. I just take a Kitek and I cut the little, um, the paddle off. Um, so that way it's just got that kind of a tail on there. And then my other favorite trailer, this is, this is actually my favorite color right here is the uh, Beite Delight. I think that's how you say it, Bite Delight. But uh, it's kind of got the chartreuse yellow on the bottom and it's got like green pumpkin on top. Um, it's got the green blade. And uh, I use the Zocco trailers for that. This 
combination right here has been killer for me this year. And I caught a lot of smallmouth on uh, Lake Mendota in Wisconsin on this thing. Um, so, yeah, this is an awesome bait. And I'm going to share a little secret with you guys. Is uh, So the problem with the jackhammers, with the painted blades, especially the green ones, after a few uses, that paint will start chipping off. Go on Amazon and just type in, uh, you know, green nail polish. I mean, of course, you're going to have like every color under the sun pop up. But in particular, this one is called Things I've Seen in Abergreen. It's by OPI. They're a little expensive. It's like, I think it's like nine or ten bucks for this bottle. But it is nearly identical to the pumpkin green on the jackhammer blades. And then, of course, with the, uh, I don't have one out right now, but uh, the black and blue ones with the black blades, I did the same thing. I went out and just got a black color, uh, black bottle of the uh, OPI nail polish. I think I got them on Amazon. And uh, I just repaint the blades as it comes off. And by golly, you know, this stuff stays on there pretty darn good. Um, so another trick of the trade is, uh, let's say you've had all of the color come off. Take a piece of sandpaper and rub both sides of the blade down, and then that nail polish will stick a lot better on there as well. So uh, definitely some tricks you can do. I'm actually going to experiment um, with some of the chatterbait blades with the silver ones. I'm going to experiment a little bit with some different colors and see if that produces any interesting results. So yeah, I'll uh, let you guys know what happens with that. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, kind of, you know, that and a little bit of a nutshell for you. So it's crazy to believe that it is the end, uh, or will be the end of the year here in another couple weeks. You know, we're going to be having Christmas here in what, like two and a half weeks or something like that. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but you know, this year has definitely been, it's been a ride. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle and Fin logo directly 
on your catchboard. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. 